It is the day after the final home match of the season. This is Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Vince LaRosa, good day, sir. I like your jersey today, Max. Santos Futebol Clube. Yeah. Greatest player, greatest player ever for Santos. This is a tough one. <laughs> no, because it's not. What do you mean? It's modern versus... It's Pele. It's not even close. Neymar. It's Neymar the best player ever for Santos? Do you think Pele could play in the modern game? Let's not start that. Okay. But how many people have actually oh, seen... Yes, he could. How many people have actually seen Pele play? Like two. I haven't played. But all of us still think he's the greatest player of all time. Look, I go by, when it comes to the greatest player of all time, I go by what I saw, and I'm going to date myself, but that's why Diego Maradona is the I, I believe that Maradona is the greatest player of all time. He did stuff that I haven't seen since. And Pele is like probably a distant fifth. Wow. Should I take this jersey off and do yeah. it without a shirt for yeah. the rest of this podcast? Here we go, guys. Yeah. This is for you, Pele. Because it's two Argentines at the top. Uh. <laughs> it's Diego and then Messi. And then you could start maybe throwing in a Cruyff in there. Yeah, the Dutch kind of slip in there. Um, and so now we've oh, already this is a very now hot we've already take. filled in three. Probably uh, a Brazilian in there, no? I mean, who uh, who else from Brazil? It's it's interesting because those Brazil teams were teams. They were. They really were. Obviously, the '94 team, which was had yeah. perfect players at every position. You know, if and if he never had the injuries he had, the the original Ronaldo is easily. I, I think you put him there just because he. I, I would almost put him there. I mean, look, I, my favorite player of all time is Roberto Baggio, and he's similar in that regard. I mean, I saw a video the other day. That, that, there's there's some great follows on Twitter that are like '90s football, and it's kind of fun to like watch the whole thing. There's this video of uh, Baggio sitting in the dressing room with teammates, and he goes like this, and you could see something. I don't know what it is in his knee, but he pushes it from one side and then pushes it back. It's a loose piece of body part. Terrifying. Who knows what they've gone through, especially Baggio, who's been kicked to death for so long. I, one of the greats, too. Got to meet him once through uh, Christopher Sullivan. Wow. He is super tight Sully's with Roberto to... Baggio. What? And Joe, oh, I, I know Christopher Sullivan knows him. And then Joe McGinnis, the late, I believe. Is late, he? yep, late Joe McGinnis. Who invited Castel me. Castel Sangro, great, great book. I read, it as a, I read it as a young man, which was probably not good because there's a lot of stuff in there I shouldn't well, have read. Joe McGinnis took a liking to me so I went down to Orange County a couple times and then they have the Buddhist University there mm -hmm. which was helped started by Baggio and I met him for an instant when he was down there wow. so it was very cool. I'm pretty jealous. I was jealous of myself. Yeah. So uh, I was with Joe Everyone. McGinnis and uh, Baggio loved Joe McGinnis because the books so they're all connected so it was just a great moment in time. This is when I started in this industry it was quite an introduction. I'm as jealous now as the people that are like yeah Del Piero's at the bank all the time you just never see him. I'm like thanks a lot. That and the other time that Jeff Parrish was like hey just took a picture with Kevin De Bruyne I was like where was he? He goes Oh, he was standing right behind you. You he didn't know? By, I was like, he walked, you're kidding I, me. I remember that Kevin day. Kevin He walked right by you, and you didn't know it was him because he was wearing some beat-up old T-shirt and I think sandals, slips. Yeah. yeah. So you would never have guessed it was him. Wasn't really dressed for a night out. Real quickly, I don't want to sell out my wife. I love her. She's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, but when I had this shirt and I was leaving, she said, <laughs> you're are you sure you're going to wear that referee shirt out? Same and thing. I, I could see Pele Being a just, Juventus fan, I, I get the same, you know, like, is that a referee jersey? Come on. The uh, Caio Jorge is another great Santos Juventus, talent now. Juventus player now. We'll see. Uh, but Brazilian football is blowing up. I mean, it used to be Argentina, Brazil. Brazil is heads and shoulders. Argentina, and I'd say Ecuador is creeping up to Argentina because of money and so forth. But Flamengo's a super team. They just signed David mm -hmm. Luiz. Atletico Mineiro, which is in Belo Horizonte. I'm going to be a, is it I'm gonna real be a Portuguese is it real Derek though? Ray here. 
Because there's all the no, they like, have Hulky. No, no, have, I, I get that they have these players, but is the money real? Or I don't know they, if it's real. Is it smoke and mirrors. You know, but Brazil the does teams this sometimes. Are sick. Uh, yeah. Palmeiras. So, uh, so there's kind of a renaissance of maybe started by Gabigol staying at yes. Flamenco. Gabigol staying and Palmeiras Flamengo. That's coming up this month. The Libertadores final and the that's going to be a game. Sudamericana final is all Brazilian all also. Atlético okay. Paranaense and Red Bull Bragantino. Yeah, Red Bull. Your Portuguese is coming along there. I just like to. You just like to throw <laughs> just it lay it thick. You, some would say you're the Derek Ray of Portuguese. Well, Derek Ray would go, if you were the Derek Ray of Portugal, you would say, this is a favela jazal, which in English means, he does that a lot in the broadcast, which yeah. what is good, but after a while, you're like, I'm not going to use these terms, so I don't need all of them at yeah. once. What did, wait, what does it mean? I don't know. Oh, okay. well, good. <laughs> I just made that up. It's actually a good segue but talking like, about like up-and-coming South American, Central American countries and, and soccer, because I had my first, uh, first person recognize me in a random place. I was in the supermarket. I was at my local Ralph's. Oh, you told me about this. this and I, I was just walking. I was just walking, filling up my basket. And somebody goes, Vince? And I look. And I'm like, yeah. You're goes, terrified. You, you're Vince? Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Someone's going to square up on me now. Can I give you <laughs> right? You told me about this. You suck. I hate you. I'm going to give you a, a court summons. Uh, and I go, yeah. I go, who? He goes, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm meeting you. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I was like, I'm like I kept saying, but who are you? Because I'm like, do I know? And it, it, it was an LFC fan, uh, Puki Gomez. Great name. Uh, we talked uh, about Venezuelan football. He he's a former up. minor. Better. Well, so he told me it was non-existent for so many years. Well, it, yeah, it was a baseball country. He paid he paid me the greatest compliment, which I hear sometimes about our podcast is, uh, I did not know a lot about football. I listen to your podcast and I learn about football, which is what you and I really like to do more than anything. We're, I mean, besides going off on tangents about movies, music, uh, all kinds of other you know derelict stuff that we shouldn't talk about. Uh, we like, like doing hockey, that. Yeah, like like hockey, hockey talk. There you go. That's your one. That's your one the reference. Florida Panthers are the Florida Panthers still unbeaten, Jason? All right. Yeah. Who cares about the New York Rangers? Yeah. No one's cared about the Rangers since Mark Messier left. Yeah. I could say that without yeah. worrying about getting in a fist fight because yeah. I'm not even in New York. I actually, actually, I'll, I'll take that back. Since Rick Nash left. <laughs> yeah. Rick Nash. Eight zero and one, the Florida Panthers. Great, still playing in front of eight people in Fort Lauderdale. Behind the great goalkeeping of John Van Beesbrook. The bees. No. Okay, Roberto Lamont. No. Okay. Can I get back to the story? It's a We're, Russian dude now. So I was talking to Pookie, and he was he was uh, telling me that. He he's a former minor league baseball player. So in Venezuela, baseball's huge. Yeah. But we were I was saying, you know, Max brings up that Venezuela's coming up. He said, yeah, you know how I know. They've converted one of the great baseball stadiums in Venezuela to a soccer stadium. Sacrilege. He's like, that's how you know. And I'm like, wow. So just talking with him. And then he told me about his son who is black and gold through and through, young kid. Uh, he said it's the one thing that he loves and really responds to, which was this, this is one of the, like, tear up, tear up moments. Aw, you deserve that, man. There's a lot more people out there. And we see at the stadium. And Oh, I also had a comment on my Instagram this morning. Where's the podcast? <laughs> I'm waiting for the podcast. I was like, we're tr- we wanted great to try- sign, great we, sign. Even we, if it's one person, it's a good sign. Yeah, we wanted to try to do it. We did it specifically on this day because we felt if we did it on Monday, we'd basically be previewing a game that would then disappear, and then you guys wouldn't have this great talk about this crazy match that we had that fell short in some regards. But I, it was a, it was a great game, right? Yes, and we should say for maybe our, our fourth straight podcast, we haven't had to come out here and give. We don't cast last rights on LAFC season yet. They're, yeah. st- they're still alive. Well, season within the season, 
remember we were like, so could we go undefeated? Anytime. And we're like, I was like, nah, not going to go undefeated. You get four wins, four wins, a draw and a loss. We are undefeated. We have 11 points from our season within the season. Three wins, two ties. Right. That's, if you said that at the beginning, would you have said, I'll take it? Well, so we going into this, we, we were, were talking about five, six no, games. We weren't. We were trying to get to a points total within the season, within the season, and then a grand points total, which was 48, which seems to be the magic number in MLS with this many teams. We win. We get 48. Yes, we need some help. Should we go over all, should we go over all the... Yes, I want to, before we get in there, I do want to say, because uh, we like to go in some kind of chronological order. Oh, no, we don't. I just want to say... Max and I talk about what we're going to talk about, and then he says something, and then I go off racing, and then he has to catch I, me, and we're all... This is we're important, all, yeah. and I said it during the broadcast, which I was joined by Will Ferrell. I've been bugging for four years, and uh, I had a good time. Finally happened. He had a couple, fun, he had a couple humdingers. Did. Uh, the Jacob Imrani signage was very good, and then also Vanny Sartini. He said he looked like Rowan love- Atkinson. I've looked at Vanny Sartini. He looks like Rowan Atkinson yeah. a, little, a little bit. I love that he pointed out the Jacob Imrani because the other day I was like, man, he's really getting his bucks worth for this LA. Jacob Imrani is there all the time at the games. I know, and he's the last one to leave, so he is legit fan. He always brings a big group of people. So hey, Jacob Imrani, he turns off the lights on the way out. He was. I was looking. We're wrapping our show. Is Jacob Imrani yeah. still here? He's he's usually over where. Uh, where we're a lot of our 110 football people say. Yes, he was making the fireworks. Can you sing the jingle? Dun, 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 injuries called Jacob. Oh, no, Ed now it's going to be stuck in my head. There's so, many, there's so many jingles from like Southern California, like not just jingles, but sayings like the mattress guy, you're killing me, Larry. Yes. <laughs> Go see Cal back in the Go day. Go see Cal. So I did want to say this about the TIFO, the 3252, knocking it out of the park again with the Dia de los Muertos TIFO. And, the TIFO and the altar. which was... And the altar and the beautiful music. And it just really made you stop in your where you were to pay attention. Um, and that was a beautiful moment. And we know the 3252 has lost a lot the last two years. And that was, I, it, we were I'm getting doing, a little... So we were doing postgame during the, the kind of fireworks show and they did do a, a tribute. Um, and I happened to looked at that direction toward the jumbo screen was over Haley Gray's shoulder who's hosting and it was right when that happened and it was like gut punch yeah. I was like ah oh, like the hard. toughest time to look over uh, and it just everything kind of came it just all comes flowing back like just wave yeah. wave over wave over you just to see that but it, ask you it was question. nice that they did that yes let me ask you a question when you die what is the one thing before you die you would want total consciousness no. <laughs> to be remembered right yes for some people, well, there's one person where a thousand people that when you're gone for a year or two years, people will remember you. That's what happened there. And Dia de los Muertos is something I, I would love. It's, an, a Mex, it's, it's a Mexican tradition, but I wish we did in the U.S. because we can all relate to it just for a day. Take out a photo of someone you lost recently, 20 years ago. Well, let's be fair. Halloween's gotten out of control. Halloween, make it part of Halloween. Just a, a part well, of it is technically part of Halloween. It's what... Halloween's great, man. It's great family time without the obligations though? of Thanksgiving and Christmas with shopping and games. But that's what I'm saying. It's gone too far. It's not about families anymore. It is about families. I, I disagree. But you do the Dios de los Muertos and then you can remember those folks. I think that's, that's what I would want. Yes. So that's all I want. So we can get to the game now. That, a lot to talk. That and my ash is scattered at all the great pitches across the world. <laughs> a little bit here? Yeah, just do, do. Yeah, even Even if you get to the point where you're like, is this still Vince? If you did that at Old Trafford, they would come out and sweep your ashes off the, to the sideline. Probably. This is holy ground. Hey. Not your holy ground. As long as it's Ole, going, Ole doing it as the janitor. <laughs> did you cut I'm not even a United fan. And I'm just... I got it. CBS interviewed Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after the, the tie with Atalanta, and then Kate Abdo had a good interview. 
and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer goes, I thought both those Atalanta goals were pretty close to being offside. And then Keith, Keith, Keith Gossett. Perfect. Yeah, you know what that's called? Onside. <laughs> Keith was perfect. As a Liverpool fan, too. I mean, way to, way to really tee up the <laughs> Liverpool fan. He goes, little close to being offside, a.k.a. onside. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the point of the game. Keith, <laughs> that was a humdinger right there, my friend. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was... W- where were we? The LA, LA, we were back to the kind of the just the the. Sorry, I was laughing my my own joke. The culture around the match was, like, it, there was a lot of things to love. Again, a lot of things to love about that match. It, it felt, it was electric in there with everything. Felt, yeah, this on cool, a Tuesday night, man. This cool like sea layer, wherever it came from, yeah. rolled in and nice and part of it was nice, nice night for football. The field was under the was lights. Was very tight. The ball was humming on that yep. on that surface, and. People were engaged. It was it was a it was beautiful. I was I was it felt bigger than a seventh first ninth place team in the West. That's for sure. Yeah, and they did a good job of getting people in the building. Last week there was a little bit of uh, problem with that with the Korean concert getting out yeah. at the same time K-pop. the match was starting. So we were looking around and we were like, "What's going on here?" But it filled up nicely for that one. This one though, everyone was in their seats to get to see the great Tifo to to get to to like I said have have a bit of culture. You know. It, it, American sporting events can be so kind of sterile, even when it is a big game. But it was kind of cool to, to, to do something special to really roll out the red carpet for the night. And then Will Ferrell comes and he's the Falconer. Great way to start the is game. Sadek is officially an LAFC fan. He's there. I guess. Games now? I mean, if you, if you give people a hat, a that's all you got to do. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, that's what happened with me. I wore the hat and I was like, oh. It felt, right? it felt like uh, you were your baptized. You walked outside and there's a beam of sunlight and you were like, I should call Tom Penn. Yes, you all want you all want to be you all want to be part of it. Uh, this was a what was it? I, I so obviously when there's home matches and you're calling it, I I rarely get to get the vibe of w- w- with your plus one who was Heath Pierce this time. What was your guys' vibe in there in, in doing the commentary? What was kind of the, the big topics that you were talking about uh, to kind of get us rolling? Because I'm curious. I'm always curious because it's the commentary is one thing, and a lot of people would have seen this game through the commentary, so they're their ideas of the game might be through your guys' commentary. Well, one thing I noticed heading into the game uh, immediately, which I figured we could talk about it, was what Bob Bradley said and how happy he sounded after the performance against Seattle. So much so that when we saw the starting 11, which was exactly the same. Don't change a winning team. Said, Don't change it. This is, they've changed things a lot. Even with Sifu back, mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Villa, they weren't going to start. He's not quite ready. You just got to look earlier in the season where it was the same thing, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, and I think he started the fourth game. I, I did see a lot of people were like, or third game he started. It's do or die. You got. It. I'm like, it's 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 not. As we're going to point out with the um, with the situation with with the it's possible possible tiebreaker. It's not. I mean, really, the tie is not the greatest result, but not the worst. Uh, you still got to win. You regardless, you still got to win in Colorado, which is going to be tough. Colorado, That's by the a, way, that is the undefeated part. in 15 home matches. They lost their first home match of the season and then went undefeated the rest. To talk, I mean, you could t- say altitude. These players shouldn't be affected by it, but one game, it is one. But it's still Colorado House has a good home field advantage. Yeah. That's the toughest part of making the playoffs. If they beat Colorado, there's a very good chance for things fall into place. They're not like, you know, high percentage results in your against you. Mm-hmm. Vancouver is at home, but they got to beat the Sounders, who can't be playing bad continuously. Who are going for the out. top spot? Yes, they have a lot to play for, and then. We we'll just get let's get these. Uh, you want to get it out of the way? Out of the way. So we, okay. So our so we, what you want? What you would like from RSL is for them not to win any more games. Now they can draw both. They can draw. That's both. That's fine. Still jump them. But we could still jump them because one, our goal differential is superior. 
two will be level on wins. Those are those are the two big ones. There's a, there's more tiebreakers down the line, but these are the ones that seem seemingly are going to settle things. But they have two games. But they have two games, so they have one. To, as we're recording, will be tonight against so Portland. Tune in. Uh, but Portland's not secure of having that four spot, and which is the which is a home game. So you would think Portland's going to go for it. Portland has stuff to play for. Portland they has have, stuff to they play. They have teams on their own. So that's important for them, which is huge. And then they have to travel to Sporting Kansas City and knowing Real Salt Lake. We also will probably be going for the top spot. Knowing Real Salt Lake. They don't travel. They don't travel. They don't play well on the road. No. So this Wednesday game really is it. If they tie this, you got to feel good about the facts if LAFC wins that they can jump RSL. But again, they're not the only team that we're thinking about. Yeah, if that goes off the plate, you have other options. We've already brought it up. Vancouver play Seattle. They'll host Seattle. Seattle probably going for the top spot. They... If they lose, draw is not good for us. But if they lose, we can still jump them with a win, regardless, because we'll have a be- we'll have a better goal differential, for sure. Then you get to the one that everybody really probably cares about: Minnesota go- travels to the Galaxy for the final game of the season. They'll be playing at the Zach's kicking off. I like that they're going to kick off all the Western Conference games at the same time, Eastern Conference games all at the same time. So they'll kick off right at the same time. It doesn't really matter what You'll happens in the game. You can still. Pass one of them, regardless of who wins. Obviously, though, if they share the points, you could one knock the Galaxy out and catch, or knock the Galaxy out. I think no, we wouldn't be able to catch Minnesota, but Galaxy get knocked out. Obviously, obviously, if the Galaxy lose, you can definitely jump them. Um, so, in, but even if the Galaxy win, you can still get in. Minnesota wins or ties, they're through. Yeah, the tie is enough for them. The two big things we really want are win. You got to win. Galaxy beat Minnesota, you can catch Minnesota. Yes, you have to win against Colorado, and we would love Vancouver to lose that match. That, everything else is gravy. Maybe we can knock out the Galaxy, maybe whatever. But if those two things happen, we're great. And realistically, you can still finish as high as, you can finish as high as fifth. Really? Yeah. What a weird. Which might be a trip to Portland. <laughs> it might be a trip to Portland, which would be fantastic. Which would be interesting. So, uh, it would be fa- yeah, it'd just be great to be there. So it's it's very possible. But let's take a look at now what happened in Vancouver. Twenty five shots. This was uh, a relentless attack. LAFC didn't strike early, which was something they did against Seattle, and that obviously put them. But they responded before the half. Eleven shots on target, and uh, this this was pretty. It's hard to walk away and be frustrated. Yeah, there was a mistake. They paid a heavy price for their, the one mistake. They um, didn't. They didn't come out and get that early goal. They did create a couple of chances. Not. I don't. I wouldn't say big chances early, but Vancouver really sold out on trying to turn them over in the midfield, and Raheem Edwards didn't quite understand that that's exactly what they were doing. Turned it over in midfield. Then, yeah, Brian Wright. Brian White, who you know what he does. He runs channels. He's going to hold up play. He runs right past Murray. Murray, a little casual in his in his closing him down. Then Sebastian Biaga has a chance to then close down Over Dahomey, overruns it, goes in with the wrong foot as well, probably should have gone in right-footed, and he would have stayed in front of him. Then he does get a little bit unlucky, um, but he scores. I, I did see some people claim they would have liked to see uh, Jamal Blackman, who I think had another good game, on the first pass, the Brian White pass, come out, smother that. I talked to somebody within the LAFC staff. They have kind of backed away from having super aggressive goalkeepers because there's been too many moments this season there where a goalkeeper has gone flying by and then you got defenders trying to fill in the gaps and then the goalkeeper can't defend the goalkeeper can't dive because there's and Blackman there's is not exactly Fabian Barthez coming Yeah, he's not he, not just because he's 6 foot 7. I mean, nothing Yeah, I mean not a lot of 6 foot 7 guys are that athletic. Uh, so they actually like that. They would say 
Murray and Ibiaga should have sorted out. In a lot of ways, they should have. So I, I'm not going to put that on Jamal for those people that are screaming right now at the podcast. Like, what about Jamal? Uh, I think don't turn the ball over. Uh, Raheem clearly passed a guy, but then just ran into a roadblock. Tighter to Brian White. Better challenge on Dahomey. It was just a cascade of errors. And then, but to your point, they really did, like, they, they then turned it up a notch. And it wasn't even, that wasn't even when they got the goal. Because actually, it, it kind of lowered a little bit when they finally got the goal at the end of the half. They actually kind of came back to level. But they, right after that goal, they were peppering them. The goal was obviously enormous because you know you need two. And now you go into halftime with needing one. Sorry about the, the math lesson there. I feel like. Lowest common denominator stuff here. Obviously, you knew that. Uh, all the set pieces were really well yeah. delivered. Everything seemed threatening, including the corner kick, which mm-hmm. led to the fall goal. It comes Mamadou, great on set pieces. Flo what do you think about Mamadou other than set pieces? The runs were great, but they always hit a they always hit a roadblock. This is what I, I was saying on the on the post game. We always talk about like wingers, forwards, uh, especially young ones. When are they going to find the end product? Right, it's the most important thing. That's what they're paid to do: score goals, end product. In a lot of ways. If a defender is going to decide to step forward in the play, you better have some kind of end product. And it just seems like he gets forward, just keeps he he gets ahead of steam, and then has no clue what he's doing. And you would think that that well, he's moment, trying to get he's trying to get all the way to the byline. No, and I, I like the that, but he needs to understand that it's that much more paramount when he loses the ball versus if Kim Mumwan loses the ball or if Chicho loses the ball. And I think I just haven't seen the lesson learned. He's too casual with his giveaways. Which, again, was the biggest problem in that match. I thought the back three in this game and last game were good. No, I think. No, I just want to say is is a group because they've been heavily criticized and there's Mm -hmm. always been a a glowing mistake. And there was a mistake here, but there were a couple more. The one late in the second half that Blackman was able to snuff. There was also. And regardless, their offense here to pick them up, right? Yeah. So I mean, it, they have picked them up, but they they the safe they do the safe plays more than they used to, right? Which is kind of nice. Yep, that's and, the, that's a that's. And a we have to give credit to Jamal Blackman; he's been very good. He's been good. Like to your point, he snuffed out that Caicedo one v one out. That was when we were pushing numbers forward. We're like, guys, we got to get we have that's to the get, end of the we have to get right the win. There. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It could have been the end of the season. He made a really good play. Remember that save. Yeah. Remember that save. If they, I just love he's run. put it all together, right? We were kind of better every. Well, yeah. he does a, last week was better, but he made he made more saves. I mean, he was locked right. in here. He as still well. made some big saves. Big save on a corner too. Yep. And so easy when the ball's in the air, he just comes over. Boop. Yeah. That's always nice. Uh, halftime comes. We knew we had uh, some aces up the sleeve mm-hmm. with Sifu. We knew he uh, Carlos Vela wasn't getting forty five. He got about twenty five. Forty five would have stretched him really thin. Yes. Because in the 25, he did a lot of work. He may start Sunday and get that first 45. Maybe you save him. Yeah, I just, it really depends on what he, how he's feeling after this. We, we know Carlos can play in a way that he can conserve his energy, uh, but altitude for Carlos. Yeah, and if you play two up front, I mean, Chicho didn't have a great game. But didn't have a great game. Brian was better. Brian was, Brian was solid. Brian's starting to Brian put some things together. Brian is progressing and yes. he's getting games. He's deciding that, hey, I can do things other than just dribble guys. Right. And I really like that. Playoff guys, run past guys. You're, he's very quick. So the ability to, to play kind of a wall pass and then just run by a guy, he's starting, to, he's starting to piece it together and do things that are – there's just little things that you can do that make you dangerous. I mean, it's in a lot of ways what Brian White does. He just goes to the areas that are dangerous. It's what Bob says about Chicho. He just goes to the right areas. Brian sometimes shies from it. There's a lot of wingers that they're like, yeah, I like to dribble. I like to get do things out in the fringes. 
No, I thought I thought our positional play in and around the 18 was the best I've seen it in a while. That's same power. One thing we also have to say is like we talked about it, unbeaten, even going back to the Galaxy game. Mm-hmm. So was it six six games? It's pretty good. So they this is good. This is the best form of the season, and they've been pretty consistent moving forward. And I think Brian Rodriguez has to remain retain a spot. Now, do you go back to a four three three? I, I wouldn't think so. And bring Carlos Vela. I think this is. I think it's still in you. your back pocket. I think it's in your back pocket. I yeah. agree with you. Because you, to your point, that that switch with bringing Sifu in uh, and changing the midfield dynamic, putting Raheem out wide left, worked. Did you do that again? Same eleven Sunday. So or Sifu comes in for Raheem. I said this to you off uh, before we started the podcast, and I'm going to say it. And I I do love you, Raheem. I've given you the nickname Raz because I do love you, but I'm going to say this: Raheem Edwards is the amalgamation of LAFC season. Because uh, that's a, yeah, Raheem Edwards tell. can somehow hit the highest of highs and the lowest of lows all within one match. Sometimes all within Five 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, it, and it's some credit to him. He gives that ball away, they score. Then they turn, they turn the screw. And he was actually very good in helping them get forward. He was connecting some passes. It just, there's always something, right? And it feels like that's what we're saying about LFC. You said it about the defense. There's always going to be one glowing mistake. It's, we, can, we have yet to really see like a 90-minute performance. I think Seattle was the closest we've seen to a real— but he did have a couple— uh, Yeah, there was a, well, like the Seattle game. He decided to uh, one ball, fire one across his own 18, that, which was interesting. Uh, but I, I love Raheem. Positive outweighs the negatives. I well, mean, it's a big mistake, but this is a compliment. Him, you well, can't it's, do what you want to do. It's a compliment to Raheem because you look at him and you go, there's so much talent. He can play so many different positions. I mean, going from— left wing back to like a free eight. I loved Bob's comparison of him to Edgar Davids. I had never thought about that, but it does make sense because Edgar Davids, the pit bull, and he was the pit bull for a reason. Like you could not get away. If he got within a yard of you, you were not going to, he was not going to leave your side until the ball left you or he took the ball from you. And a lot of times he'd take the ball from you and you'd be on the ground. So Raheem does that. He really harries guys. He's, he's, he's on top of that aspect of it. The thing people forget about Edgar Davids, great dribbler. Very technical dribbler. He's, I remember he used to say it's, it's from growing up in the streets of, I believe, Amsterdam. I know it was a Dutch city, but it was a poor neighborhood of a Dutch city, and they would play street soccer. We're basically like, there's no point in passing the ball. You've got to dribble by guys. That's an incredible specialist. I have a photo of Edgar Davids. i got to dig it up. With you with Edgar Davids? Yes. This guy. He I don't was... have photos with anybody. <laughs> I'm too... you got to ask for them. I guess. You told me that you saw John C. Riley walking one day. You just go, hey, can I have ask, a photo? Ask for a photo. I'm so I, it's so awful. It's awful. I know. It's I don't want to do it. It's, I get I, I get nervous. Who did I have an opportunity to do that the other day with, and I passed on it. I once saw Jay Z in the uh, restroom of Staples Center. That was not a good time to ask for a photo. Oh, when I was at the SoFi, and I, I got a photo with Chad Smith, and mm-hmm. then Taylor Hawkins walked in. I go, I can't do this twice. Yeah, I can't. I feel like a just a nuisance at that yeah. point. So, um, but to 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 close my point, Raheem is. So talented, but there's just those moments of, I don't know. Like, so, whoop. who's in that midfield on Sunday? I think it's still Raheem. Really? I wouldn't, I, be, su- leaving, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts at left, because he was very good at empty the Empty the chamber. Yeah, but when, first- he went, when he moved over to left wing back, he actually provided some interesting dynamics. Because you thought, you thought they were playing with a four for a while, and I just told you, I, no, Raheem I was... I looked and I said it looked like a four, and it was because Raheem was... Was finding ways to tuck in and really... 
really constrict that midfield. Which, it looked like which I Vancouver, mean, I, and I'm probably going to get a call from Bob because because I heard the broadcast what you talking about. But Bob, when I saw it, there was four defenders there, and Raheem was moving in here. Remember, boss. Look, positionally, potato, potato. Sometimes they, that's why he likes five because sometimes it can look like four. Sometimes it, it's built with three. Sometimes it's five. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if I, I think Cheeky stays. I think Latif keeps a spot. I think Sifu starts, and I wouldn't be surprised. I I don't think Marco Farfan did anything wrong per se, but I like him off the bench. And, and maybe uh, I'll say Marco Farfan's twenty two. What he's done this season, uh, the club has made him better. Yes, and he is now a, a, a serviceable fullback. That imagine when he played team. with Portland, he's left footed too. All he had to do with Portland was like uh, defend. Then when we get forward, go down to the byline, cross it. And Bob's probably like, that's cool. You know how to do that. There's a lot more in our playbook. So, And Bob always says they don't, they don't piecemeal it. Like, okay, learn this today. Learn this today. It's like, here's everything. He's Start a, doing it. His future is a lot brighter because of this year, without question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have maybe Raheem on that left back and far from that makes sense and that brings way for C- that actually sounds like a pretty tasty 11 right there yeah a hard working well, against group. against a Colorado team that has a hard working midfield led by revenge game Mark, Mark Anthony, Anthony K. K who's been very good since leaving the Colorado 11 just to jump ahead when you look at it you'll go okay MLS veteran campaigner it's Dak a very Rice. MLS 11 it's not it's, it's not MLS very forward thinking but that's kind of their MO, and it's worked for them, especially this season. It's worked. They could be the top team in the West. Mm-hmm. They still have an outside shot at it. So they have a shot at that. And my tip, and I said this in our post-game show after the Vancouver game, just limit set pieces. Limit corner kicks. Yes, of course. You give them corner kicks, they will win this game. Well, because Jack Price has He's great at that. great set piece delivery, and then they've got some, they got some heavies. they got yeah. some tall guys. Uh, I want to talk about this. I said after the game, is Carlos Vela Chicho's kryptonite? Cause like bite your tongue. Well, the guy couldn't miss, and then three or four chances with Carlos on the field, where you're like, "What's going on?" And I'm trying to remember back to that San Jose game, that first start for him, where we were like, "Oh, is this not the guy we wanted?" Then Carlos goes out, and he just goes crazy. I just, it, I'm just, I don't think it's a real thing. It just feels weird though. Like all of a sudden the guy starts missing. Well, he had the, the the header at the end, which is still a tough header to do, but the way Chicho's scoring, he does that in his sleep. Yeah. He is in such a groove and he just missed it. And he tried to I think he tried to swivel it to the far post. Almost he just had to just it head it straight down and just put it on frame. Yeah, go go with whatever happens. Look, Kropo's been good and maybe he does save it, but I think you just head that straight down. There's no chance. Yeah. So that was the that was the moment, but you're right, uh that is something it's not that he played bad. It's just hey, look, and again, it's it's just a wild, random. It's not a real thing because I think he played well. I, the whole team was missing that final touch. Well, great attacking players in any team. If you have more than two, there is a dilemma there. It's like the PSG situation. We have Messi, Neymar, and Kylian Mbappe. Someone's gonna be kind of flipping his fingers, going, "Give me the ball." Yeah, you're not gonna get it. It's just I'm gonna do another rudimentary. There's one ball on the field. <laughs> what do you think about Kylian Mbappe calling Neymar a tramp? I don't even a, know what that, that means. Is that a dirty word? <laughs> it's, I think it's close to being. Yeah, I mean. Tramp is like someone who just doesn't. That dog, that dog was cute in that movie, right? Yeah, you have to kick off your property late. Get out of here. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, but that was hilarious. Europe is like 50 years behind us in insults. You He's tramp. A tramp. I wonder, did it come from his lips or was it just a quote? Uh, no, supposedly he has a cop to it and said, yeah, I did. But we sorted tramp. it out. Okay. Maybe I think in French he probably says it in a different way and it maybe means a lot. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, it has a low in front cool. of it, as Jason well, said. Let's talk about Carlos Vela. Um, active in 25 active. minutes. It was good. It it was good. It, it, there was moments where you're. It's it's not premium Carlos because he's still coming mm-hmm. back from trying to get close to 90 minutes. Uh, there was moments where it felt like teams go Carlos. Yeah, take little, it away. Yeah. There was a little deferring to him. And that's maybe. A, you know, that's you want to get him touches. So like early, I, I would but say you still want to be the team you yeah. were prior. You well, don't just stop that go, because they were still creating. They were creating chances even without Carlos. That's why it was such a good game because they did. They didn't. You know you. Carlos is a special talent. We all know that, right? You just want to take it over the edge, and maybe he does something special, like that free kick that goes inches wide. Uh, but I thought for the first 10 minutes he was on, they were like, let's just keep playing the way we're playing and add Carlos, and it looked good. And then it was like, oh, no, we're running out of time. Give it to Carlos. Give it to Carlos. Give it to Carlos. Hey, is Carlos he covered? Like, Give it to Carlos. He's like asking for guys, come here. When we looked at the stats, and he, had, he was perfect, and we don't normally trout, trump this up, but he was – 22 for 22 in pass completion. So even with guys covering him, he was still able to move the ball along to other spaces, but maybe use him as a decoy sometimes. You know? And then sometimes he had to come get the ball all the way out. Remember that one time? Went, yeah. What's he doing there? Yeah. But that's uh, kind of where it started from. But uh, it's going to be that way again. It's Carlos. Well, he's the, he, you make concessions for certain players of a certain level. He's the Messi-esque guy right Messi wants to come deep to get the ball no you don't want him doing that 90% of the game but if he wants to do it a couple times you're not gonna stop him because he knows what he's doing and and if it draws defenders out of areas that then Chicho can go into you'll take it Uh, but guys need to understand that sometimes he's the decoy in that and you still have Chicho you still have a Sifu you still have a Brian Rodriguez Uh, you still have the chance to bring a a Danny Masofsky into the match so he very late but still made an impact in the two or three minutes he's there. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine he's going to see some minutes here against Colorado. Uh, we'll talk about the keys there, but let's let's just put together 11. Okay. Blackman. Blackman, easy. Uh, Kim Moonhwan. Kim Moonhwan, who's been very good as late, too. We haven't talked about him enough. He's, cause, just because yeah. he's been just solid. Those five stitches he took against uh, Minnesota, I think, yeah. kind of got him locked Robert in. Sabiga. Yeah, Robert Sabiga. Robert Sabiga. Ozzy Alonso. That butcher. <laughs> Ozzy set up the whole thing, too. It was like dominoes. He's like... Uh, 100%. Same back three? I think so. So, um, Tristan Blackman, not really an option here. You go with Ibiaga, Murillo. You know what you're going to get from those guys. Yep. And I love Tristan. And they're only going to get better. But as of late, when he's come back from injury, you're like, he's getting subbed out at halftime. Maybe the injuries, I I don't know. Left back Raheem. I think left back Raheem. Midfield, cheeky a little. I want to talk cheeky really quick. Cheeky, Sifu. And, and Latif. Latif. Mm-hmm. Latif played another great game. Brian Chicho. Yeah, I think you guys start Brian Chicho. Chiki Palacios, and we talked about this as well, making a monumental shift from left back to defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, well, you semantics, go, whatever you want to call You go it. from being like, oh, the sideline's right there and balls are normally being played where the whole field in front of you to now you have to have 360 view. And that's the, that's the toughest thing to do, in, well, besides score goals in this sport is to basically kind of have that eyes in the back of your head. And we are, it's funny because scanning is something that's like, it's become this kind of buzzword. We say, you know, players got to scan. I look over your shoulder, this and this. And then I watch the games and I'm like, there's only a couple of players doing it. So guys, just, it just kind of goes out the window with the, the intensity of the match and the speed of the match. It, it starts to get lost in a lot of guys' uh, repertoire. But Cheeky seems to just seamless. Yeah. And he's not doing these crazy balls. He knows he's keeping with it. No, he's no, he's no Atuesta, but he's also Atuesta's no ball winner like Cheeky is. 
Correct. And a twister, he's playing the a twister role. He looks like he's really enjoying it, which is fantastic. And now all of a sudden we, don't, we, we wonder what the offseason is going to do with a twister and does he make this move that has been discussed and is cheeky an option? I, you'd have to consider it. Mm-hmm. However, as a point you made, uh, left backs are uh, at a premium yep. on the, the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And for Cheeky's international prospects at Ecuador, uh, he'll have a better chance of making it as a left back than yeah. a central midfielder. For the, for the player from, central midfielders are yeah. very, very good, a, and there's plentiful. From an aspirational career aspect, he should want to be the best left back he can be. From a team, we might, I mean, Atos is interesting, right? Because he's not going to be considered young by any respect, by any top leagues. And I know he's good enough to play in those top leagues. But it's it's about finding a buyer, right? Does he maybe think, I mean, he just had a child. Congratulations to him and his his partner, Mateus. Uh, uh, Danny is his wife. Danny, I meant to bring Danny, him on the broadcast. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations to him. By the way, I couldn't bring up stories in the broadcast because it was, yeah. there's yeah. no time. Oh, yeah. because You know, I have like five stories ready to go, and I'm like, I can't bring yeah. it up. Well, because it was a good game. Right? We need more games like that in MLS. We really do. That's what I said before the game. I was like, look, this isn't where LAFC wants to be, but games with everything to play for where we know two teams are really going to go at it. They're both the hottest. And I remember a lot of people saying, oh, oh man, now Vancouver's going to come in here and they're like the hottest team in MLS. I go, good. Let's see a good game. Let's And LAFC gave us a good game. I think a lot of, for a lot that's of people. to Vancouver, too. I mean, yeah. they've really answered it. Vancouver. This is a team that's been kicked around. They didn't get to play at home for two years until recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we don't make the postseason, I am pulling for Vancouver in yeah. the playoffs. Ryan Gold has changed that team around. Ryan and, and Brian White. But uh, I said to you, though, if, if one of those guys gets injured, they're done. It's, yeah, there's yeah. no depth. That's, that's all they've got. Um, and I think for a lot of people, this game, the weight of the 32 previous games are weighing on them. They can't seem to give, like, give LAFC the pat on the back. Yes, they didn't get the result, but, man, they look good. Uh, but going back to Atuesta, so he has a child. He has a green card. Does he think that maybe – the U.S. is a great place to raise his child. You know that you get on-time payments from for your for your contract, which uh, he signed a new contract. Um, and I would assume there's probably some caveats in there about making some more money. Uh, I don't know. Does he sit down and think to himself, you know, I could be the greatest midfielder of all time in MLS? And he could. I mean, think about it. I'm not saying he should just say, like, oh, I'm okay with this. This is my career. But be the best you can be in MLS, win championships, uh, change the position. We don't have like who can you really point to that is a like for like that has played in MLS that is an at Atuesta type because people will be like, oh, oh Valderrama, at, that I'm like they're not. No, he's not an Atuesta type. But D- D- Diego Valeri, who came a little later, not as young, Diego might came be in the, and made a career here and yeah, is very very. That happy. might be the. That's what I'm saying. He for Atuesta, he could look at Valeri and say like. And Valeri would come to him and say, dude. Guy's got to pay a lot of money. Life is good. I would guarantee, I'm not sure if he's a drinker, but if he does go for drinks in Portland, uh, he doesn't have to ever have to buy a drink ever. We can eat. Um, You know, funnily enough, he's also not like this other Diego, Diego Chara, who has stayed with Portland for so long and has kind of carved out a niche is probably the best six. I mean, I don't love him, but probably the best six of all time in MLS. I'm just saying, there's no, there's no like for like with with the skills that Atuesta puts together. We need more midfielders like that because you're either a bruiser or you're a guy that doesn't play de- defense. And Atuesta seems to put all those together. I, this no inside information. I'm just saying it, it'd be interesting, and maybe Cheeky plays a six, and Atuesta's more of a free, free role to to wow. get forward. I don't. I don't know. The offseason for LFC is going to be remarkable. To see. We're going to see LFC 2.0. There's going to be, see. it's not a full overhaul teardown, 
because I'm actually optimistic that Carlos is going to be back as well. Uh, Chicho, obviously. Um, there's going to be a lot of guys that are still going to be around, but it's time to, to churn it over and make some tough decisions. And it could be fringe play. I mean, you remember Andy Segura coming back and, and across the board. I, one thing about Atuesta, and as he gets a little bit older, maybe the European window closes a bit for the big money. But, you know, Brazil and that it's been brought up Brazil, by him before. I mean, that's why I asked you, is it, is it real? Is it smoke and mirrors? Is well, it, you're not going to sell it like, you're is the get money, unless you're getting a check. Is the money really moving around? Mexico. Think about Atuesta down there. Is Mexico really a – Brazil I could see him going to because it's closer to Colombia. Is Mexico really a step up for him? No, but, you know, the money, right? It depends on the club. Well, that's what I'm saying here. That's why if you're LFC, you look at him, you sit him down, go, what are your career aspirations? Would you think of being a, a, an LFC lifer? And if so, how would you like to be compensated for that? And if it fits, Edward Atuesta is not a bad player to build around for the next five years. So I think it would be an LFC 2.0, but I think those pieces, especially with Carlos, you could look at a team that's very similar with Segura coming back. and uh, A spine of Segura... Atuesta, Carlos Chicho, down the middle, with maybe a cheeky, I mean. Do I start organizing the cup parade? I'm just kidding. I mean, kidding. I mean hey, we might, we might have a cup parade this year. It's got, still alive. True, and we got too excited going into this year, so maybe let's just pump the yes, brakes on that. Okay. But there'll be a very good, look, I, you, want, you want a team that plays the type of football you want to see, that excites you when you come to the, come to the stadium. You know you have a real chance to win, and you have a chance at winning the cup. I think too many people get locked into the uh, top five mentality of uh, I support Barca, I support Chelsea, and we win every year. That's not this league. Sunday, the final game of the season. I will say this about clubs like you can watch it at 3 o'clock Pacific time on my KCOP. You get to call the game. Not taken, not taken from you this time. Not taken. I saw Callum Williams, who does Minnesota, do a tweet saying, yeah, we lost the game. I actually reached out. So I'm like, I know the feeling, man. It stinks. But you had to know it was coming. Yeah. Have your laptop out because all the games on the Western Conference will start at the same time. The East have their window. Take a look. Even put it on ESPN. They'll have decision day where they'll bop around so you can see the results. It's going to happen fast. LAC could be in or out. I will say this about a club that since decision day – could have been eliminated as early as San Jose. They're hanging around. And when mm-hmm. you hang around, you put yourself in a position to and slip in. I've seen it in every sport over and over again. Despite the 1-1 draw, they're playing very well. They're playing great. Give, they're, they're giving themselves a chance, which is all, which, again, Vancouver all we ask for. Vancouver was the hottest team in the West, and LAFC neutralized them. Neutralized them and hammered them with chances. You just couldn't score the second goal. Yep. So we're here. Sunday, get locked in, enjoy it, get your friends over, and then you have a break, possibly wait for a couple weeks for a playoff game announcement. It's, it's certainly possible. Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast, a.k.a. MVP. Rate, review, subscribe, download, and tell a friend. See you next week.